Welcome to the Smart Poker Study Podcast. I'm so happy that you're spending some of your study time with me. Oh boy, you're in for a doozy today. I have 16 purposeful practice strategies, eight of them in-game, eight of them for your studies to turn yourself into the player that you want to be. Now, to help you take notes with everything you're about to learn, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 414. Or if you'd like to watch this podcast in video form on YouTube, smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube 414. Okay, let's do this. Gambate. We win and they get the chips. That sucks, dude. But I'm telling you, it's jobs. We got to get jobs. Then we get the khakis. Then we get the chicks. Starting tomorrow, we got to stop playing games. Do you ever feel like you're stagnant in your poker progress? Like you're studying, you're working on your game, trying to get better. Those wheels are spinning, but you're just not going anywhere, right? We all feel that way sometimes. So if poker improvement was easy, we should all be experts by now. We love playing poker. And if we just put in 10 to 15 hours per week for an entire year, we should be poker sharks. But we're not, right? We're not true experts yet by just playing. But true experts in any given field, basketball, guitarists, craftsmen, they learn a skill. They practice it and they drill it over and over again while they ingrain it into their muscle memory. And then they repeat it with a brand new skill, right? Forever learning and growing and building new skills. But us stagnant poker players, we don't do that so much, right? We're just focused on playing. We just open up the tables and start playing two, four, six, ten tables at a time without any real focus. And if we study those few times that we study in any given week or even month, it's random and it's willy-nilly kind of studies. We don't have any true purpose, true focus behind it. And oftentimes we don't even take notes. We don't even have a poker journal with which to take any notes, right? Well, purposeful practice is focusing your attention on one aspect of your game at a time. Drilling those strategies over and over again until you ingrain them into your poker muscle memory. Now, for those of you who've been out of school for a long time, it might be a bummer to hear this, but your poker improvement starts with studying, not playing but studying first. Here's the thing. You want to study one piece of content at a time. One video, one book, one chapter, one article from whatever website you want to study. Take notes in your poker journal. If you don't have a poker journal, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod362 for a fresh free journal for you. And if you look at the screen right now, this is what the journal looks like. You could see it's broken down by different categories, things to study. And with each thing right here, like seabedding, bluffing, bet sizing, I actually have a link to a piece of content I created, whether it's an article, a podcast episode, or a YouTube video for you to study and learn from. But this is a great journal, totally free, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 362 for you to get that for yourself. Now, you could, of course, do whatever journaling and note tracking however you want. I prefer Microsoft Word, but if you want to use like Evernote in your phone or even a physical journal or notebook, totally up to you. Go ahead and do it. The thing is, the things that you take note on are the things that you want to remember in the future. Whatever those might be, whatever bits of information or strategies that the coach gives you that you want to use in your play sessions and throughout the rest of your poker journey, right? 
You need to practice what you learn before you study another item. So you watch a video on seabed bluffing, for example. Practice all of those strategies before you watch another video on seabed bluffing or a video on calling rivers, whatever the next study item might be. You want to create action steps to practice what you learn. To help you create action steps, um, podcast episode 412, you can go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 412. In that episode, I give you ideas and help you build your own action steps. Because most of the content creators out there, um, they don't give you action steps to help you practice the things that they teach you. You've got to create them on your own. But like what I do... I try to give action steps with every piece of content I create. And at the end of this video, I will give you a purposeful practice action step. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to help this channel grow, and I would really appreciate it, please like this video with a thumbs up down below and leave a comment. You can comment on anything you want, but specifically, I would love you to answer the question, what strategy are you working on? When I learn what strategies my audience wants, that spurs me to create content for them. So in the comments below this video, if 10 people mention one specific poker strategy or concept, oh, it's a very good idea for me to create a video on. So now here are eight purposeful play strategies for you. Actually, strategy zero, it's going to give you nine, but strategy zero is to always do a warm up before you play. Know what your strategy focus for the session that you're about to play is going to be. For example, let's think, let's imagine that you want to become a better flop seabet bluffer. Everything else I discuss is going to be along those lines in this video. Strategy number one is to use a tick sheet. For example, I have a few different tick sheet examples right here. You can see it if you're watching the video on YouTube. But for example, specifically, when it comes to flop seabet bluffing, I have a tick sheet with three different columns, great, okay, and poor. As you play your session, when you see a flop, you determine, oh, that's a great flop to bluff on. It's an okay flop. It's a poor flop. Write that flop in the relevant column, right? So that's tick sheet. I love using tick sheets to help me focus on whatever strategy I want to improve. Strategy number two for purposeful play is using game tape. Game tape is simply recording your play with a microphone and you're speaking through all your decisions. That way, if you want, you can watch it after you play to kind of review how you're playing. Is your logic in line? Are you making great decisions? Are you picking up on all the information presented at the table at the time, right? When you record your game tape, record as if a coach is watching you speak your thoughts out loud. Specifically, if you want to become a better flop, seabet, bluffer, analyze each flop that comes out. Say whether or not it's a good, a great, or poor flop to be bluffing on. Strategy number three for purposeful play is questions and answers. And I love this one. Every time a flop hits, you can ask yourself, can he find a fold here? Meaning your opponent uh, based on that flop, based on what you know about the player, can they fold? Or another question, how does his range interact with the flop? Because the better into it interacts with the flop, the worse it is for CBET bluffing. If his range completely whiffs on the flop, what a great flop to bluff on. Strategy number four, have a HUD stat focus, right? We're online players. We use Poker Tracker 4. We have that heads up display to give us numerical information on our opponent's tendencies, right? So if you're focused on better flop CBET bluffs, who folds to flop CBETs at greater than 60%? Take a look at their HUD stats and figure that out. What about on the turn? 
Here's a hand right here. We're dealt 10-3 offsuit. But let's look around the table to see the opponent's uh, fold to flop c-bet HUD stat. Villain 1 folds 0%. It's only 0 out of 1, but so far, he doesn't like to fold, right? Villain 2 folds 67%. 4 out of 6. This player loves to fold. Probably doesn't love to fold, but he's totally willing to fold. We have to be bluffing this guy. Villain number three over here, he folds only 17%, one out of six. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get him to fold quite often. Villain four, he folds 60%, which is three out of five. What a great villain to be C-bet bluffing against. And then over here, villain five on our direct right. Well, he folds 100% of the time. It is only one out of one. But the fact that he folded this one time already, yeah, he could very well fold again. Let's C-bet bluff this dude if he calls us pre-flop, right? So those HUD stats are very important to focus on for the online players like we are. Uh, strategy number five for purposeful play is to use sticky notes and keep your journal open. Here's a sticky note right here, for example. Pulled it off of my monitor. It's about the six aspects of the perfect three-bet bluff. I think you can see it right there on the screen for those watching on YouTube. So I always have whatever strategy I'm focused on right now, I have a sticky note related to it on my monitor that I can look at to remind me of what my focus is. Um, also, keep your journal open, right? And then between hands, you can look down at your journal or on the screen if it's um if it's like a Word document, electronic journal, or on your uh, cell phone, right? You can look at your notes to refresh yourself on the strategies you're supposed to be focused on right now. Strategy number six for purposeful play, a five-minute timer. Now, this is something great, especially if you have a hard time staying focused on one strategy. On your phone, get a Tabata timer or just a, an interval timer that chimes every five minutes, right? Every time that five minutes comes up, you can ask yourself, am I still focused on the strategy? Ask yourself a question, who folds on the flop? So every five minutes, when that timer pops up, look at your table. Ah, yes, he doesn't fold, but he folds, he folds, and he folds. Those are the ones I should be targeting with my flop seabed bluffs. Love that timer idea. Uh, strategy number seven is to invite a friend to watch. Like they can ghost over your shoulder. If they're in your home, great. They just sit right behind you, watch you play. You can um, uh, 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 share the stream with them via Discord or Zoom or something. But the great aspect of this is they're a friend of yours, right? You tell them what you're focused on. I am working on bluffing flops today. Great. Everything that your, your friend is going to be doing when he's asking you questions, when he's analyzing your own play, he's going to see the flop and say, hey, Sky, is that a great flop to bluff on? You're going to decide whether or not, right, and make your play. But he can be there to help you keep focused on your strategy. And strategy number eight for purposeful play is to look for every opportunity, even when you're not involved in the hand. Let's take a look at that hand once again, where I have 10-3 offsuit. Under the gun opens. MP folds, I fold in the cutoff with my 10-3 offsuit. Button folds, small blind calls, big blind calls. So we're not involved in the hand, but we can imagine we are. What if we were villain four, the open raiser, right? We have two players against us, both out of the blinds, and we're in position against them. Great, let's imagine we're, uh, we are them. We have the opportunity to see bet bluff. The flop comes eight, five deuce with two diamonds. Both villains check to us, right? One of them folds 67%. The other one folds only 17%. He's the one out of six player. But we have the opportunity to see bet because they check to us. 
If we were villain four, would we see bet bluff? Well, for me, eight, five deuce in position against two players, I would definitely see bet bluff. Maybe three, 3.5, four big blinds in the six big blind pot somewhere around there at least. But here's the interesting thing. He did not see bet bluff. He checked behind, showing total weakness. Just imagine, what would um, uh, what would he do if he had pocket aces or kings on the deuce 5-8? Yes, he'd be c-betting for value. By checking right here, he's showing absolute weakness, right? Which gives villain 2 the perfect opportunity. The turn comes a deuce. Deuce 5-8, deuce is the board. Villain 2 leads out for two big blinds. Villain three calls and hero ends up folding. So he had a great bluffing opportunity on the flop that he absolutely missed. And it was a good thing that we were paying attention. Even though we folded our hand 10-3 offsuit, we exited preflop. But hey, we just utilized our strategies. We utilized our logic. We looked at the situation, looked at the board. We determined we would have C-bet bluff. That's just as good putting the thought into this missed hand. Um, it's just as good as actually making it ourselves. So those were the eight purposeful play strategies. Here's eight strategies for purposeful study. Number one is to review many hands. So in your Poker Tracker 4 database, filter for a specific spot, whatever you're uh, interested in learning right now. Review a lot of hands with those strategies in mind and take notes. Let me show you here within Poker Tracker 4. So we're working to become a better CBET bluffer on the flop, right? Well, let's simply filter for flop C-bet opportunities. And let's review some, maybe some missed opportunities, some spots where we made the C-bet and lost, some spots where we made the C-bet and won. So you would go to more filters in Poker Tracker 4, actions and opportunities on the flop, flop opportunities. And then right there in the very center of the screen, the continuation bet opportunity. Simply click it, turn it on, save and apply filters, and boom, you can see in the past month, I had 213 opportunities to C-bet on the flop. Of course, they're not all bluff C-bets. There's bluff and value thrown in there both, right? But with that opportunity to C-bet bluff or to C-bet on the flop, I'm positive 494 big blinds per 100 hands. I'm doing pretty good when it comes to the opportunity to C-bet. Now what I can do is I can take the time, look at all these spots right here. If you um, if you click on the column flop action, you can sort it by flop action. Here's a spot where I checked and then folded pocket fives instead of c-betting on the jack eight jack board. Was this a good spot to c-bet bluff? I don't know. I got to open up the hand and take a look, right? Here's another hand where I c-bet and then I folded with ace 10 offsuit on a queen high board. Was that a good initial bluff on the flop? Should I have come back over the top and re-bluffed? How was my size on the flop, right? I'm not going to know until I open up the hand and review it, take notes on any mistakes that I make. So this is a very important step right here, reviewing many hands. Uh, strategy number two for purposeful study is review tagged hands. So while you're playing your game, in any spots where it's questionable, you had a really tough decision Tag those hands for review within Poker Tracker 4. And in your study sessions, pull up those tagged hands. Take the time to review within your studies. Because as you know, while you're playing, like you have maximum like 30 seconds to make a decision, right? Um, but if you're studying these hands where you just didn't know what to do, now you have all the time in the world. You can whip out Flopzilla Pro, whip out a calculator, send the hand to a friend to get their input, right? All the time in the world away from the game to analyze each spot. 
Strategy number three, do a play simulation. This is a great one. Find uh, like 30 or 40 hands where you made a specific play. In this case, C betting on the flop, right? Open up those hands and just imagine that you're playing. Go through them rather quickly with all those same strategies in mind. You know, you have a sticky note, you have your journal open, but go through them all one at a time. But just imagine you're playing. So make your decisions quickly. Take notes on mistakes really quickly. Bam, bam, bam. Go through those hands. Strategy number four is to do hand reading exercises. Now, hand reading is where you assign your opponent a preflop range of hands and then narrow that range through the streets. This helps you find a ton of mistakes uh, that you're making because you're actively spending a little bit more time in the hand and putting your opponent on a range. You're actually playing the player when you do these hand reading exercises. And it's great practice during your studies for in-game using the strategies. And to help you become a hand reader, I have a recent podcast I did called The Easy Way to Hand Read. You can find it at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 409. Strategy number five for purposeful study. I love this one. You know, I'm a big fan of Flopzilla Pro, right? So you can use Flopzilla Pro or a solver to work with ranges, work with boards to build an understanding of whatever strategy you're working on. Let me show you right now for the YouTube audience. I got Flopzilla Pro open. Let's imagine my opponent calls with um, a rather tight 23% calling range. Lots of broadways, lots of pocket pairs, suited aces, suited connectors, suited gappers, things like that. Well, what's a good flop to bluff on? Well, generally, flops where they don't hit a top pair or better, nor are the best draws. So let's just click a random board. On a 9-4 deuce rainbow, This range, a 30% range, hits top pair or better, and no draws at all. Only 15%. That means he's folding 85% of the time if we're up against a player who can fold worse hands, like pocket pair, less than top card, and mid pair, right? This is a great board to be uh, bluffing our opponents on. Let's hit random again. Ace, nine, five. Ace, high and dry board. He only hits this one 24% of the time with top top pair or better. Great. If our opponent can fold less than top pair, he's folding 76% on this flop. Another great one to bluff at. So you can see why I love that Flopzilla Pro for range and board analysis. Now, strategy number six for purposeful study is to rewatch, reread, re-listen to that piece of content and revise your notes. Here's the great thing. You studied a piece of content the first time. You took notes on it, then you took action and you practice some of those strategies. Well, you got some extra experience actually using the strategies in game. Going through and re-consuming that piece of content can easily lead to additional insights. All of those new insights about using the strategies, just revise your notes. You know, you've made your notes stronger for uh, use in the future. Step number seven is to create one sheet's note. I'm sorry. It's to create one sheet notes. Now, sometimes you might be reviewing, I don't know, a video that's like 30 minutes long and your notes literally might be three pages long, full of stuff, right? Well, after you do those notes and after you play a session, go back to the notes and try to condense it into a simplified one page of notes that you can easily reread during your session or before your session to help you focus on those strategies instead of looking at three or four pages of notes, depending on that piece of content, right? Now, strategy number eight for purposeful study, 
post hands in forums. This is a great way, especially on some of those tagged hands where you just have a question. You don't know what you should do. Should I have C-bet bluffed this flop? Was this bet size too big? Was it too small? Post those in a, a Facebook forum, a Discord group, wherever you can get some feedback from some like-minded players. And, you know, you're asking them for feedback? Go ahead, find related hands and give your own feedback and, you know, have a dialogue back and forth. Help each other grow. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Step one, get excited for improvement. You now have the tools to purposefully build yourself into the player that you want to be. Step two, study something. Whip out that poker journal, download the free journal, and take notes on what you learn from that thing. Step three, choose one out of the eight purposeful play tasks and do it. I don't care what it is, just choose one out of those eight. Get started with it. And then step four, choose one out of the eight purposeful study tasks and do that. Now it's your turn to take action and dippy-dippy-do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go out a book. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 414. Don't forget YouTube, smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube 414. And I know it's November, but whatever your poker goals were for 2022, there's still time to reach them. Join thepokerforge.com to turn yourself into the player that you want to be. Thepokerforge.com right meow. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.